0: Appreciate it.
1: Three years sober today, man. Today's the day. I knew it was coming soon because I knew it was around your birthday. Congratulations, buddy.
0: Yeah. This day three years ago, getting out of the
1: hospital. Cheers from the press box. I am your host, Joe Dorville, aka Headphone Joe. And I'm
0: here with, what's up everybody, Brennan Tassif.
1: I remembered him this time, folks. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Well, you know what? I'm not even going to take the Fulham thing out of the rundown. I'm just going to keep it there as a sore spot in my heart. Um, But we'll get to that much, much later. Um, So... As always, we tackle the big things going on in sports. Uh, so we start with the kickoff, where we discuss bigger topics, bigger uh, things that have more market share value. Um, that's all we're that's all we're doing here, folks. And then we'll go on to the quick hits, talk about some uh, lesser lesser valued things and some random things. Mostly me talking about my passions. Um, and then we have the walk off. Brennan tries not to cry. Uh,
0: it's going to be a fun one this week. It's going to
1: be funny this week since it was so sad That's last like, week. Mine's way too serious. Um, and then we press conference where we just sell ourselves, shuck and jive, all that good job. So before we get to that though, it's time for the kickoff.
2: Ready to return the opening kickoff?
1: Perfect way to kick off.
0: Well, here we go. Brennan. Yes.
1: Ball month. Ball month. All right, Brennan the east. NBA we're, playoffs. We're starting in with the east NBA playoffs. Let's get to it. It's been a week of ball. Series are over in some cases. <laughs> some yeah. are just beginning in some cases. Uh one game that, you know, a lot of people didn't have this penciled for or a as a great series, good series or anything like that was the Hawks Knicks. Hawks Knicks. Hawks Knicks. So a lot of people, I mean a lot of media comes from New York and they just were championing this team because they were finally good for the first time in 40 years. I think it is 40 about 40 years. First time they've ever been yep. good. Um, first time in my lifetime time they've ever been good. It feels like,
0: um, and they just Well, they made the playoffs that one time with Carmelo, oh, but did. it's been that's right. It's been like eight years. It's been fifty years now, because it was the seventies when they won. So
1: it's two thousand twenty one, so it's been almost fifty and years. I'm gonna trust your math on that. I'm not gonna check you at all. Um, and then the Hawks, you know, lesser known team. Uh one real big star in Trey Young. Whom a lot um, of which I am one of them thought was overrated, was definitely
0: a horrible trade, getting out of Luka Doncic to go get Trey Young. And I'm eating Crow because
1: that man's been playing like a man. Possessed Uh, It's funny you say that Because I was talking To somebody yesterday And I think They still probably Would want that trade back Just because Luka's
0: Yeah Luka's a transcendent player But it's not as big Of a train wreck Now the Bagley thing That's irrehensible But The the Trey Young thing is actually panning out a lot better than I had assumed it would. I thought he was going to be a selfish player, a ball hog, ball stopper. He wasn't going to be able to get people involved and he was going to rely way too much on his offense, which, you know, especially in the playoffs, teams can scheme against. But he's he's proven me wrong for sure. He's gotten a lot of his teammates involved and he's hit big shots when he's needed to. And Atlanta. After that second game where the Knicks won, I was like, "All right, here we go." Julius Randle's gonna, you know, <laughs> c- come into form with that MVP style, and then the Hawks, which nobody, nobody was watching, nobody was watching. Like them. they have so much firepower, and nobody thought about it unless you're an Atlanta Hawks fan or someone with fucking NBA league pass or somebody they're, who
1: lives in Atlanta.
0: Yeah, exactly. They're 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 playing huge.
1: Yes, and in some Hawks, of these
0: games. It doesn't even look like the Knicks have a chance.
1: Yeah, no, the Hawks are really good. The one game they lost, um, which was Game Two, like Brennan said, in the Mecca, um, which is not the Mecca. Can we stop calling it the fucking Mecca? They haven't been good. They haven't won anything in fifty years. (laughs) Haven't made the Eastern Conference Finals since I was a child. (laughs) But anyways. yeah, the the game they lost. Derrick Rose spun back his the the, the blood in his knees and the hands of time, and went back into Chicago MVP Derrick Rose in the second half, where Trey Young ended up sitting a lot of that more than normal. Um, but yeah, like you said, the the Hawks have a lot of firepower. There there were a young team going into last year that a they were competitive as all get out, but they just couldn't win games at the start of this season. Uh, same thing. They were very competitive. They actually were a surprise team to some people. I thought that it was around the time they would start peaking. And uh, then they fell off a cliff with uh, Lloyd Pierce. They start, they couldn't close out close games. And then once they got Nate McMillan in there, the whole trajectory of the team changed. John Collins is a really yeah. good power forward fucking athletic is all hell. Uh, Clint Capella. Long who, as hell too. Long as shit. Um, Clint Capella, who was a Rocket back in the day, uh, been very well for this team. Uh, getting a lot of boards and put. <sighs> I wanted to ask now.
0: you about that because when he was playing for the Rockets and they were trying that small ball situation where they didn't have anybody, what was it, over 6'5 yeah. or 6'3 and so he wasn't playing and then he gets traded. He was almost an afterthought and now on this team, he seems to be at least down low, the lifeblood, other than Trey Young, of that team. So I think they made out like bandits getting Clint Capella.
1: Yeah, I think they made out like bandits. Um, I don't think he's the lifeblood. John Collins is more of the uh, focal yeah, point you're right. down low, but he is, he is an integral part to this team. This team, I don't think it would function the way it does without him being in the middle. Being the man in the I middle. I think I only said that because he was mic'd up in
0: one of the last games and so like, he's getting real into it. And, you know, I'm watching the broadcast. I'm like, hell yeah, Clint
1: Capella, man. Oh, you must have thought P.J. Tucker was the, the, the blood life of the box at the time. He was <laughs>
0: like, um, oh, man. But what do you think is going to happen moving forward? I think, I don't think the Knicks can I think recover. the series is over. Yeah. yeah, I think
1: the series is over. It ends in New York. Um, if you're getting a 21-point game out of Gallinari, which the Hawks did last game, I don't see how the Knicks can recover, bounce back, because they can't guard all these guys. Herder giving you 11 off the off the bench. Um, they got a bunch of names that nobody knows now, but this is the playoff series where everybody will start to know the Atlanta Hawks, and they will be a, front, yep. a second round exit. It's going to be Miami last years. year all over again. Yeah. All right. Speaking of New York. Speaking of New York. Brooklyn. We're Brooklyn. We're Brooklyn. At? Um, the Brooklyn Nets took on the Boston Celtics. They had two games since we last recorded, Brennan. What what happened in that first game <laughs> since we recorded? Oh man, this has been this series
0: I wish was over way sooner than yeah. it was. I am on record as saying Boston wasn't gonna be able to hang. Jason Tatum went nuclear in the game that they won. Um I believe that was game three. Uh yes. 50 points. Um, I think he had 40 in the game before that when they lost, but uh, he can't do it on his own. Obviously, they've got two awesome wings and Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. So next year, um, they're going to have to move some pieces. They can't get rid of the Kemba Walker deal. Kemba Walker, I believe, makes 30, almost 70 million dollars, if not 70 million in the next two years. So they're, they're not trading that contract. Um, they're obviously going to have to get rid of Marcus Smart. Uh, he's kind of the strength of that team as far as quote unquote toughness, but they've been pretty soft this year. So I think they're going to move on from him. Plus, you know, he's only been in the league, I think seven or eight years, but his defense is fallen off in the series. And I don't know if it's because who they're playing because Brooklyn has three of the greatest offensive players of all time on one team <laughs> and Joe Harris, yeah, the sharpshooter himself uh, so Four three they champion. can't compete with this offense. Nobody thought they could. I thought the series was going to be over way sooner than it was. It's going to be a gentleman's sweep. But uh, yeah, this this series is over. Should have been over. I'm surprised Brooklyn didn't go for the, the throat cut. Even when Tatum went off, I, th- I thought they were kind of just like, all right, you know. I guess we're going to lose one. I really thought they were going to go for the uh, undefeated through the playoffs thing. But um, yeah, this series is long since over. Boston needs to retool. We've talked about this at nauseum. What do you do with Ainge? Are you going to move him to a different spot where he doesn't have so much control over the roster? Brad Stevens just got an extension, so he's not going anywhere. Brown and Tatum aren't going anywhere. And some of the pieces they can't move because of the no. contracts. What do you think?
1: Well, I don't know about Brown and Tatum can't
0: go anywhere. I don't. I don't. I think it would be so asinine to get rid of the two best
1: players on your team. Well, you can get rid of one of the best players on your team if you get a better player for your yeah, team. That's you true. Know? No, I agree. But it's their young legs. Think like about I don't... it this way. Think about it this way. The Heat didn't want to move. Who will get to them. We'll get to them in a second, folks. <laughs> the Heat <laughs> didn't want to move Hero or Duncan to go get James Harden. The Celtics didn't want to move Brown to go get James Harden. You think they'd be doing better with James Harden right now?
0: <laughs> yeah, especially with the way he's been playing. Um, so yeah, no, I agree with you there. That's that's true. The way I'm thinking about it though is that there's not going to be a. I mean. I say there's not going to be a player like that on the board, but every year we see it come July, August, someone gets pissed off. Someone gets bounced from the playoffs early. Someone starts demanding trades. Uh, Kawhi Leonard's so, about
1: to be up. Uh,
0: we're going to get to that. Cause that series Diamond Mitchell is. Might. Diamond Mitchell. Them, is, uh, oh my God. Stank
1: right now in Utah. So yeah, I mean, he is this grown superstar. I thought he worked for McDonald's the way he was grimacing. Oh! Uh, Bradley bill disgruntled superstar all you need is one disgruntled superstar yeah, you're right that's what i'm saying I and then, then it's all
0: fortune. of a sudden yeah all right so this series is over though just for everyone yeah, this listening series is
1: this, is series this is why i have nothing is to long say. over all right yeah now for the quick ones
2: one more round.
1: All right, Brennan. Philly, Washington. Not much to say here. I believe I had that. Um, Washington. Did. They're undersized, undermanned. Well, we both did. Yeah, G Philly, team. team. They haven't peaked yet, apparently. Uh undersized, undermanned. Uh, they're getting bullied down low by Joel Embiid, who's been cutting ripping, yep. not even cutting their throats. He's been he's been fatalitying them. He's been punching them right in yeah. the heart, taking out their heart, eating it. Costing it in the trash. He turned into a dragon at one point. It's a whole Mortal Kombat situation. Um, But yeah. And I'm
0: very proud of him not getting, being able to hold up. Yeah. Because we're going to talk about some other big guys that can't hold up and that's changing the fortunes in the West. But Joel Embiid's been able to hold up.
1: All right, Anything else you got to say on this one?
0: Yeah, I do love how Doc Rivers is kind of uh, using this series as um, almost like experimental, like t- trying different defenses, uh, moving things around as far as like, you know, different zones and uh, different. He's basically using it as a, a mm. practice round. And that first game, it was kind of close. But anybody who watches basketball, even as a casual fan like I am, I mean, I know you're much more, I'm in you know, the much more about basketball streets. than I do, but. But anybody watching that first game and thinking it was close, you knew it wasn't fucking close. Like no. the score at the end. But I, I watched that game. It's, it's this series isn't
1: close. So all right, on to the. That's it. On to the finale of one team.
2: One more road. Oh,
1: Fred and I believe I had this. I told you. Uh, I just woke up apparently. Joe's Miami uh, Heat. I told you. I told you last year. I didn't believe in these goddamn Miami Heat. All right, and they kept. Fucking proven me wrong, and they fucking got all the way to the finals, and they took two games for the Lakers. They peaked, they peaked too early to last way year. Too early. They were they still peaking from last year. Early. It's been a valley ever since that final round. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks came through and they swept the Miami Heat. Jimmy Butler, Jimmy buckets, whatever. The f- I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sweet. His game. He might listen. Who knows? Um, but Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy, not not, not number one. Not number one. I said it last year. All right, he's not. He's not a consistent scorer. He's a volume he scorer. He has to put up a ton of shots, which takes away shots from other people. And the addition, I've, I'm look. If you learned one thing from this show, the addition of Drew Holiday. Is the was the biggest acquisition in the offseason. Yep. Drew Holiday allows Giannis to roam free, where teams cannot key in on him, and he provides defense that the Bucks did not have defense, dude, at that's the what guard I was position say. last year. This is going to make for one of the greatest series. This is this is going to make for one of the greatest series in the second round we've seen since the the Toronto Raptors versus Philly a couple years ago with Kawhi, because. We're gonna see Giannis versus Durant. We're gonna see Middleton versus Harden, and we're gonna see Drew Holiday versus Kyrie Irving. And it's up to the filling parts to do their jobs.
0: Big three versus big three,
1: baby! Bang bang! Anything else you got on this?
0: No, uh, Milwaukee. I, you know, I was wrong. I thought, oh, they do this every year. They look so good in the regular season, then they sh- crap out in the playoffs. Uh, Miami crapped out. Thank you. Real bad. But though I mean they'll re- retool and come back. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're destined to be at the basement. But last year was weird with the bubble. It was only seven months ago. Uh, Jimmy buckets, we love you on this podcast, and I'm terrified of you. But he forgot to clock in this I mean, series.
1: Look before the playoff started, he said, "Just get me there, and I'll take care of the rest." Well. You got there and you're going home, buddy. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> good thing, good right. thing game four was in Miami, so you can just go back to your your place. Oh, come on. Let's not disparage buckets. Let's go out west. Um, so out west, speaking of those. This series. Speaking of uh, packing your bags and getting ready to go. No team can win at home, Brennan. What's happening here?
0: I don't. So we're talking about the LA Clippers and the Dallas Mavericks. Um, I This. And then the Phoenix LA series, which we'll get to next. But this series is mind bottling. You know, like when your Biling? thoughts get so crazy, like they're trapped in a bottle. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shout out to the uh, Will Ferrell movie, Blades of Glory. Um, yeah, it's this is crazy. So Luca got hurt. Luca's obviously hurt. Got hurt in game three. Yes. Um, ran into Rondo was, you know, he works for McDonald's too with the way he's grimacing with that shoulder. <laughs> uh, you could tell he's hurt. He's off. He's not playing well. The first two games, it was like, oh, this is over. They have no
1: answer for Luca. He's I'm just tearing them so apart. Do, I, I'm so happy we didn't decide to record twice a week this playoffs because I was saying some yeah. outlandish <laughs> things after game one to game two.
0: <laughs> I was so well, and it's so weird how now Lucas Hurt. He literally can't make a free yeah. throw.
1: Over five last game.
0: It's gonna turn into Hack Luca out there because he's missing Free throws like crazy. He's obviously hurt. This has swung the entire series. I was talking about how the Clippers were, you know, running scared from the Lakers. They were tanking on purpose. So they would play Dallas. Dallas was also tanking, but nobody <laughs> wants to talk about that because Dallas wasn't talking shit. Like the Clippers were about the Lakers and stuff. And then run ran from them. Then after the first two games, I was like, dude, the Clippers made a drastic error in judgment. My, Dallas is going to run them over. And now, I don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> I don't know.
1: As uh, after the first two games, I'll, I'll let you into a little insight of what I was saying. Um, after the first two games, I I po- I posed this question to some people that I, I I'm I talk sports with off the air. Um, I said. Now when Kawhi, I am not the, the only Antonia. one you talk. Did you talk sports? With? No, no, oh. no, no, no. On the air, yes. On the air, yeah. Well, except when Scott does a decent fourth. This is it. like
0: when you find out the girl you are talking to, but not dating, is seeing other people.
1: And Brennan, is, it's not that serious. Huh? Um, <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what I am talking about. <laughs> so I po- I posed this question to a couple people, and I was like, "Look, when Kawhi got drafted by the Spurs, who were the leaders there? you Yeah, Timmy. You got Pop. You got Parker. You got Ginobili." When he gets traded to Toronto, who was the leaders there? You had Masai Ujiri, you had Nick Nurse, and you had Kyle Lowry. Lowry. Now he goes to the Clippers. Who's the leader there? They have no leaders. And do not say Paul George. They have no leaders. That's the thing. They have no leaders. Kawhi Leonard is not a vocal leader. He's not going to rally the troops. Paul George cannot be your leader. Patrick Beverly... Cannot be your leader (laughs) if you're going to be a good team. So it's like you got five guys that are just playing basketball and nobody wants to say anything to disparage anybody else. You need somebody who's going to get loud and get in your face. And then they beat the Dallas next two games. So that was completely thrown out the window. I don't know what happened. Um, I
0: was, uh, dude, I was in the same boat. I was like, there's no consistent. Captain of this team, captain of this ship, as it were. And Kawhi Leonard's obviously clearly their best player, one of the best players in the NBA, but it was just like, like you said, like they're, they were just rudderless. And then yeah. I was like, no way. Dallas is, I was like, Dallas is going to sweep the Clippers. is going to leave. Paul George is going to get traded. Like this is going to turn into a fucking mess. Yeah. And then boom, just like that. <laughs> boom. And they're 30 point swings in these yeah, it's games. It's not
1: close games. Like I look, yeah. And I, when I was uh, I think yesterday When I was getting off work And I clicked on the ESPN app And I was like Oh let me check it Before I pop on the TV It said <laughs> yeah. fucking Eight It said like 71 Yeah it was like no, no 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 But I saw it It was like 70 to 47 I was like This cannot okay. be right, right I was like This is an error How do they have 47 I was in the flipping back and forth
0: <laughs> yeah I was flipping back and forth and in the fourth quarter it was like seven like towards the end of the fourth quarter I was like oh I wonder if they're gonna come back and I clicked over and I was like nope <laughs> I was like how do they have
1: 47 in the third what 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 I was like teams get 47 in quarters sometimes I yeah. was like what is happening a players can get 47 in a game See, I was like what the heck so they got 81 Kobe got 81 in a game <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah but Luke is hurt so I mean injuries are playing a vital role in these playoffs yes
1: yeah, speaking of uh one Anthony Davis is now day to day after he missed the second half of yesterday's game um that I feel like the Lakers probably could have won if he was there Brennan do you have any uh, yeah any thoughts on opinion on Anthony Davis uh <laughs> yeah
0: so this has been the rub on Anthony Davis uh since coming into the league uh gets hurt um I did a walk-off about it a few weeks ago. The best ability is availability. Yes, the Lakers on paper are probably the best team in the NBA. On paper doesn't help if uh, Anthony Davis is not on the floor. Uh, Caruso, I don't know what's he
1: looked. On paper and in commercials, they're the best team in the NBA.
0: Yeah. Um, Caruso was playing. He's one of the big reasons that they beat the Warriors in that game. The defense that he was playing, he looks lost out there now. LeBron still can turn it into fifth gear. Um, he just does it uh quarter to quarter now instead of game to game. But uh, I, I don't know. Chris Paul is still day to day with that shoulder. Uh, he's playing well. Um, but I think if you don't have a D and a groin injury is a big deal for a seven footer. I, I don't know if they can win. But again, I thought going into this series, After that first game, I was like, all right, Phoenix is going to give them a run for their money. Chris Paul gets hurt. And I'm like, fuck, Phoenix is done. There's no way they recover. But then Anthony Davis gets hurt and then they win and Phoenix wins. And I'm like, "Okay, maybe they're back in this. And nothing would make me happier than Chris Paul, who's had this fucking terrible playoff legacy, beating the defending champion Lakers in the first round. I love an underdog. And if that's the biggest underdog story ever, if that happened, I would be so excited. I I don't know though. Weird I things don't make you happy. Fucking no. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, and I know. this is why I talk sports with other people. We're not going to talk about that right now. Um, so yeah, uh, LeBron was the only person in the entire game to hit twenty points. Um, he had twenty five in this most recent game. Um, Chris Paul, goddamn. Me and Brendan talked about it last week. How we were we were wrong on Chris Paul, right? Um, this guy is yeah' one of the gutsiest performances I've ever seen with this essentially separated shoulder um, where the shoulder essentially popped out of the socket and then popped back in. Um, and there's a lot of inflammation. You yeah. can see he's done uh, some type of maintenance work on it as far as like cupping and whatnot. And he, he gave them 18 yesterday, like <laughs> 32 minutes. Like, yeah, it's, DeAndre Ayton, too, who I thought was going to be
0: good. Obviously, I didn't think it was going to be uh, an awesome player. But, you know, it's hard to find bigs that can move like that and have hands like that. So you take him. Number one overall. No no problem there. Um, but he played out of his mind yeah. yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So. I don't. This... The Clippers the um fucking uh, Don't don't
1: spoil anything. Don't spoil
0: it. Atlanta anything. I don't know what's going on in the playoffs anymore. I think <laughs> I know and then something happens and I don't know.
1: I mean that's the that's the theme of the playoffs, baby.
0: And it's only anything the first round.
1: It's only the first round. But the cream always rises to the top. Speaking of cream. Yeah.
2: One more round.
1: Speaking of cream. Uh I have nothing to say. Brendan. let's go to the next game. <laughs> no, no, no. I kid, I kid. Uh Denver, Denver Portland. head's caved in um, the last game. Um, Mike Malone as, you know, I call him a legend. Uh, he called the team soft. And yes, the team That's is how soft you get people fired up. The best player on the team is uh a sack of mush potatoes um walking around out there. Um his floorness. Yeah, the big honey. Um Look, I think we're still going to win this series. I think it's going to go to seven games. Portland is a fucking great team. Uh, I take nothing away from them in that backcourt of CJ McCollum and Dame Lillard, and Carmel's been pitching in a lot, um, which is yeah. hurting me emotionally and physically. Um, but yeah, no, uh, this team, this team doesn't go away that easy, man. Terry Stotts is a, a hell of a coach. Um, so I, I, I can, I can, I really see this series going the full seven. uh, I see the nuggets winning out in the end and the nuggets will be lesser forward in the next round and lose to either uh, the Suns or the Lakers Brennan got anything.
0: I just real quick. This is another one of those series where you watch one game and you're like, Dame McCollum, they can't be stopped. There's no way Denver wins a game. Then you watch the next one and you're like the Joker MVP. There's no way Denver loses a game. It's, again, drastic swings. And if you look at the scores, the final scores of some of these games, you're like, mm. what is happening? But, um, you know, it's Dame time. Yeah, It's always going to be Dame time, baby. Oh, and r- real quick, just I want to touch Does on it- something I forgot to mention in the Dallas... Clippers series. Just real quick. So the Clippers we talked about at the beginning of the series were the best three-point shooting team. And then they were abysmal in the first two games. They found their groove. They're they're shooting the lights out. So that's another big reason. I don't want to put it all on Luka's injury. That's a huge reason. They're they're starting to find their groove again. But just like the Clippers are finding their grooves, some of these games with Portland, <laughs> oh you're God. just like, there's they they're not gonna miss a shot. And then other games you're like, the Joker is unstoppable. So again, this is gonna go seven. I have no fucking idea who's gonna win. I want Denver to win for you for my cousin Tom, but I have no, I don't know what's happening. Can you shout out, Tom.
1: I have not liked a player more and swear sworn his name more <laughs> than Damian Lillard in every fourth quarter of each one of these games. Well, we talked about it last it's week. Like he doesn't miss a shot, he comes every, over the half
0: court line and shoots from like 30 feet away.
1: I think it was game three I was watching where the Nuggets had like. A ten point lead with maybe like two minutes left, and in a minute, in thirty seconds, it was like a it was like a three point game. I was like, "How did that happen? How, how did yeah. that happen? They went up the it's court two time. times. How, what just happened?" Here? So yeah, no, no, no player I enjoy watching and hate watching at the same time. Yeah. Like <laughs> especially Damian when he's playing L- your exactly. team. Oh my gosh, when he's playing your team, put the kids to bed. One more. Put brother. the kids to bed. Speaking of putting the kids to bed, Utah has reactivated Donovan Mitchell. I don't know why I wanted to call him Dominic yes. Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell. And they're trying to put the kids to bed. The youngest team in Memphis uh, in the league right now. Um, they are fighting tooth and nail. They they, they are. They, these are honestly one of my favorite games to watch because John Morant, Me and my brother were talking about it. He could be the next Russell Westbrook as far as uh, the intensity that he plays the game with. I don't think he's going to be as vitriolic as Russell Westbrook, where I know Russell Westbrook hates everybody who walks his path. Um, And John Moret seems like a a, a sweeter boy, but... um, the, the intensity at which he plays these games the speed at which he plays these games the confidence at which he plays these games uh, he's starting to really have confidence in his three point shot and he's letting that fly a little more um, but Utah Utah they're, uh, they peaked too early uh, yeah. uh, they're still good um, <laughs> Rudy Gobert is a, a force in the middle, uh, Donovan Mitchell now that he's back has had some good performances and uh, this old guy named Mike Conley mm. Jr. I, Maybe he's good.
0: Maybe, maybe he's yeah, good. Maybe he's good. I uh just real quick, I only want to say one thing about this. I apologize to Rudy Gobert. I like most people, <laughs> defense isn't sexy. Uh we know he's a great defensive player, but uh and I knew that going into the series, but I was like, Memphis is tougher, Memphis is grittier. And they I mean, traditionally they are. Remember when they had Zach Randolph and they <laughs> grind played, yeah, grindhouse, they fucking crushed grindhouse. people. Management. I don't know why you said that, but hey, look at me <laughs> correcting you in basketball. Uh, but uh, it, I just, I let that narrative of past performances kind of get the better of me after Memphis won that first game, and I was like, "Here we go." You know, Utah's got this great defense on paper, but when it comes down to it, they're not going to be able to run with Memphis. And I was, yeah, Rudy Gobert was like, "Hey,
1: Mister Tassif, go fuck yourself." Yeah, he was like, uh, "We're missing our best players, sir. Uh, yeah, can you calm down."
0: So. I I still gonna say the peak too early,
1: but we'll see you next week. All right, on to the NHL, Brennan. It's time to take center ice, uh, the central, huh? What the 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 the, the, the central, huh?
0: Yeah. <laughs> the, the <laughs> uh we're talking hockey,
1: ladies and gentlemen. Yes, yeah, a couple of these uh, series have now ended. Uh, some in the Central have ended. I don't know which ones. I don't. I don't. You can't. You can't force me to say which ones.
0: Uh, uh, well, then I'll say it. All right, my Tampa Bay Lightning beating what, Joe's what Panthers. What? what that happened?
1: What? Huh? Yes, that did happen. Rock. What happened? Huh?
0: Um, it was a good series. I mean, for us, it was a great series. Hey. Nikita Kucherov coming in, playing out of
1: his mind. But did you know? I want to bring this yeah, up. Spencer I'm Knight's sorry. only I know twenty years old, and he stopped thirty six goals consecutively after giving up the first goal in Game Five I'm, of that series to get us a game. Six.
0: I know you have this like on the rundown, like set up, but I'm just kind of looking at the playoff standing, so I'm just gonna kind of bounce around. I did want to let you know. I don't know if our listeners know this: the Boston Bruins are now. The favorites to win the Stanley
1: Cup. Did you know that? I did not know that, but I can see an East Coast I-95 bias to just hand them the trophy because they won a game, a series. Yes, I'm not stunned by that whatsoever. I
0: just, I don't know. That was a weird Vegas kind of thing. And then... Um, R.I.P. to um, our I'm producer. Better teams. What the heck, El Greg? But the um, Avalanche are now up Woo. 1-0 on Scott by Woo. Scott's Vegas Golden
1: Knights. Yes, the Golden Knights ended up beating the Wild. With the Avs put seven on the Knights yesterday. Jesus Christ! Talk about slow start to a series. The boys were off yeah. for like four or five days after sweeping the Blues, and they came out guns a blazing. Yeah, um, and also,
0: it's a pretty cool. The Hurricanes were number one in our division, and um, Tampa Bay's taking it to them. Well, Winning one, we're up on the series right now, one nothing. so we'll see how that works yeah, out. Yeah,
1: Carolina beat the uh, Nashville Preds, and then Tampa gave them, what was a 2-1 game yesterday, I believe. Um, yeah. We we know we know what that is, man. We know what that is. The Lightning were the, obviously the best team, and they were cheating by hiding players away, stashing players all right, away. All right, all right. <laughs> Do we want to talk about the, the Canadian the players North? away, just waiting and biting time? You know what? You know what? So our state is off. First because, round yeah, I didn't realize what shenanigans were happening. I didn't know they. I didn't know they were. We the still have one first round the, series. The NHL. Jesus Christ,
0: that is still <laughs> happening. The Toronto Maple Leaves um,
1: versus the Canadians. Yes, uh, one first round series still going on the Canadiens, the Habs pushing it to a game 7 uh, with an overtime win I believe a couple nights ago I believe that game will be tonight uh, the Winnipeg Jets beat the Oilers though uh, which which yep. McDavid is that? Is that Connor McDavid? Or is that Arthur Matthews that just got knocked out? I never remember which team is which I don't know Dang it, Greg's gonna fucking tear us a new one for this I yeah. shouldn't have said it out loud I, I set myself up for that I should. I know better. But anyway, um, who do you got? Well, you talked about who Vegas had. going. Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid is the Oilers. Thank you. Um, yep. I'm, I'm the Oilers I'm gonna, captain. I'm edit this so Kirk doesn't know. Um, <laughs> so who do you got going to the Stanley Cup final? Now that we have some clarity,
0: uh, I honestly really hope it's the Tampa Bay Lightning versus the Colorado Avalanche. You don't say. You don't say. Mm-hmm. And then I've got Tampa Bay winning, and I'm going to make a huge bet with Greg because he's going to be so hyped up there in the final. And then we're going to destroy them with our stashed players that we calculated. And
1: our bet is no, and void. no more shit. Coming 16. up
0: big. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, yeah. Who do, I you also, who do you have? I also think it's going to be the Avs and the Lightning because the Lightning Ha-cha-cha. are a uh, very conniving, cunning team who hide players and uh, – lull you into a false sense of confidence and then strike while the iron's hot. Uh Heck have, you, yeah. have you heard of the, the scorpion in the front? Um, yeah, no, <laughs> I then I think the Avs won it. I think the Avs have, I think the Avs have a little more in their goalie who had missed some time for COVID is really rounded back into form. Um, and I think they have the offensive fire. They just put seven on the Knights. Yeah, no. I mean, that that that's is insane. scary. I mean, it, call me a recency bias, but that's a little scary. <clears throat> that's a little
0: scary.
1: All right
0: after disaster took that from us that's been our I know, thing right? for months He's
1: and then some, like, hey,
0: you, 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 not pushing you welcome the fact a guy that into two you. out of the three have been on my podcast welcome, taking hey, well, our well, 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 it's NFL conference, Monday buddy. Night yes, Football conference.
1: Um, I'm just saying you, you, let, you let them into our sphere and they just fucking take our shit and run with it it's very upsetting do a whole show on it unacceptable you know what else is unacceptable At least in the eyes of the Patriots, the the Packers. Too many Ps. Aaron Rodgers has still not shown up the OTAs, Brennan. Now we've uh, (laughs) approached this subject before. There's a little more clarity now. Uh, Rodgers did an interview with Kenny Main and he said he doesn't have an issue with his teammates. He doesn't have an issue with Jordan Love, the coaching staff. Loves Jordan Love loves love he loves love you know why he loves love this is a you just I actually you have it? a joke and in the set list it's called love love oh, you do you do that's right um, and you know what? I love love too uh, I really stole that from Jay Larson's but I love love um, the funny thing about the Jordan love comment now you're sending me down a spiral a spiraling staircase here uh, yeah of course he loves Jordan love because he knows Jordan love is not good enough to take his job <laughs> yeah he loves Jordan love <laughs> But um, yeah, he he said that his issue is with uh, the the ph- the philosophy of uh, of the organization, Brennan. The philosophy of though
0: loves the fans, loves the coaches, loves his teammates. D- doesn't apparently
1: like the yeah. GM Good cuts, uh young goody, as uh, some call him in these streets. Uh, that's his big issue. Do you think they're going to? I mean, they've been hard and fast about not moving him. When we've talked about what the yep. scenarios might play out, do you think he gets moved? No, you still he think will either he doesn't retire a move. or play a
0: Packer. Yep. Wow, nope. <laughs> they will burn that organization to the ground before they give they Aaron Rodgers what he by wants.
1: Drafting Jordan Love. <laughs> yeah. And going <laughs> and all defense not, every year. And not giving him an extension and just trying to restructure his deal. That's I think that's more the crux of the the situation. I think they're trying to
0: prove a point after everything that happened with Brett Favre that they're not going to cave to their superstar quarterback's qualms. And I think it's fitting that it happened in Green Bay after I mean I know it's a different scenario but it's the same it's the same through line. A star quarterback has hijacked your team. And they're not going to let it happen again. They're not. They will burn it to the ground before they let it happen again.
1: We stumbled into a great conversation here. Um, the, my only exception with that premise is the hijacking is of a different manner. Um, Brett Favre would not give them a straight answer as to which whether or not he would retire. And the team was pigeonholed. Into waiting for a forty-year-old man to make a decision from Mississippi, whereas Rogers is fully committed. I, don't know why I
0: had to throw Mississippi in there.
1: Well, I mean, it's a long way from uh, Wisconsin. You know? He's on his farm. He's like, yeah, maybe I come, maybe I don't. Um, Hattiesburg, baby. Uh, Southern Miss quarterback, right? uh, drafted by the Falcons. Just found that out there. Um, Second round. I believe so. Second round, third. Um, So, and then they didn't like him in Atlanta and they got rid of him. But anyways, uh,
0: he wasn't even the starter. Real quick, real quick aside, since we're actually going pretty fast through this episode. Mm -hmm. My uncle was telling me a story. So what they used to do, what they used to do in Atlanta was uh, the coach, I guess, hated Brett Favre, didn't want to pick him. It was the owner's decision to pick him. So what he would do is his most fun thing is he'd uh, go up to the other coaches and he goes, Hey, I bet you I have a guy. Who could throw the ball up into the second tier of the rafters like in a stadium and they'd be like no way He goes I bet you a hundred bucks and the other coaches would be like no and he'd go hey Favre Favre get over here (laughs) Throw the ball up there and he would be like "All right, coach and he would just fucking let it rip and then the coach would be like Let me get my money Boom
1: and he hated him why who knows stupid decisions. He thought he was a circus act. He thought he was just like, had this huge arm, but couldn't. And that's why the Falcons would never be good. Yeah, couldn't read um, defenses,
0: couldn't couldn't understand concepts, and I mean, to a point. You know, that's, that's why you teach a quarterback. He was very Dan Marino-esque, and like, I just throw it to the open guy. I don't, I don't know what yeah, the fuck no, cover to is.
1: That, nothing he's saying is wrong, but it's uh, that's why you teach of course, yeah, you don't just get a player. We're getting say, off on a tangent. So anyways, um, Rogers stronghold is basically saying, I want to be the quarterback of this team forever. Why would they have an issue with that? Brennan? I think it's a situation where.
0: No matter how you slice it, when you boil it all the way down, it how is many a star quarterback.
1: You, I mean, how, what <laughs> three, food three were you making? One. 3 and 1 baby. <laughs> no, no matter how you slice it and boil it.
0: at the end of the day, when you boil it all down, no matter how you slice it, <laughs> when you put it in the It's oven. a star quarterback. <laughs> it's a star quarterback. Basically saying he knows what's best. I I don't know how to word this. Like basically saying the GM is wrong and as a, and that he knows what's best for the situation. And I guess it's the same thing with Brett Favre with the retiring. Like he knows what's best for the Packers. Like maybe he doesn't want to come back, but maybe he will come back. I don't know.
1: I'm kind of – I kind of dug myself into a corner on this one. but uh, <laughs> You've dug yourself into a corner because you put yourself on the side of the GM. And the question always is, does the GM know what no.
0: they're doing? I, I honestly I think Rodgers is right and valid in his point. That's not what we're talking about. I think Rodgers is 100% right. What I'm saying is they will not trade him. They will not trade him, and Aaron Rodgers will either play a Packer or retire. that That's my stance. I'm sticking by it. I might be wrong. I'm I going 99.9%. That's what I'm saying. If but I don't, don't agree with him, it, but that's what I'm saying.
1: If they don't trade him, they are the dumbest franchise. Dude, you can get land.
0: five first-round picks for Aaron Rodgers right now.
1: They are the dumbest franchise yeah. in the land if they do not trade him because the last thing I want— Last thing I want at my facility is a disgruntled Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And he already hates everybody. He already hates everybody. All right. Despite we're not, what he we're says. Not, we're not gonna get into we're not gonna get into his personal things, but yeah, let's not. Let's let's move on. He obviously is not one to be trifled with. All right. He's willing to cut out anybody from his life if you cross him. Just know that, Goody. All right. All right, Goody. You heard me?
0: I don't I don't like saying that Jim's name just because it sounds like I'm saying something else
1: but well, you don't like saying young goody no
0: good not Prince? that his full name good good
1: sounds like I'm Brian good is it Brian good <laughs> Anyway, sounds
0: like I'm saying something else.
1: Speaking of Atlanta, not knowing what to do, last week we said we were going to talk about potential Julio Jones landing spots, and then I brought up the fact that uh, there was rumors that he wants to go to the Pats to play with Cam Newton, and then we never talked about potential yeah, landing we spots. Just <laughs> talked about Cam Newton. <laughs> we just talked about Cam versus Mike Jones. Who, uh, if I know, Brennan probably is reading all these headlines that Mac Jones is wowing at Patriots minicamp. Um, but Brennan, now that we are week removed and you know more things come to the light, what is one of Julio's potential landing spots? So, um, still
0: Patriots uh, is top of mind. Uh, the Tennessee Titans apparently are discussing
1: trades with the Falcons. Um, I I they definitely don't. need a second receiver after losing Corey Davis and the uh, uh, Johnny Smith.
0: Yeah, I. I don't know. I mean, it's one of those situations where it's like, yeah, he wants out, but it's not the NBA. You don't just get out because you want out. Um, we've seen it in the NFL. I mean, I'm hoping that there's a change with the player empowerment era in the NBA. I'm hoping that leaks into the NFL because these guys put their literally put their lives on their line. And if you don't believe me, ask Ryan Shazier um, to perform. And if they want to go somewhere else, they sh- They have every fucking right to do that. And people go, well, what about the contract? What about the contract? What about players that get cut after a year? What about players that get cut mid-season? What, where what, what's going on with that contract situation? contract
1: is not worth the papers written on.
0: Yeah, so I'm definitely pro-player in this. I just... Atlanta needs him especially if you get <laughs> Kyle Pitts. If you can see Brennan's face he looks so genuinely concerned about because that they've podcast. got it now man they got Kyle Pitts Matt Ryan did not play poorly as poorly as people think last year they were in a lot of those games i believe they lost eight of those games by a, a single the score. The sincerity um, in your
1: voice and in your face is just so it's it's why you I mean just do. like
0: the thing that like i whatever's going on is going on man like i'm not going to judge it I'm not coming after him, but it's just like, why we get all these pieces together. and Now you're <laughs> going to be like, no, now I'm out. It's like, come on. Like, we just got it going. It's like, it's like when I, when I, you know, it's like when I finally got sober and I like, the girl I was with was like, oh. I'm out. It's like, well, I, just, like, wait, I just, I just did put it I all just, together. I, just, like, just, I just figured it all out, man. I just solved the puzzle. And then I quickly, quickly
1: relapsed. And then well, I was like, yeah, she's right, but, three uh, years since you, you got in it together, buddy,
0: proud of you. Um, um Thank you, but yeah, I don't, I don't. What do you think? Oh, let's actually talk about the landing spot <laughs> yeah, this like time. What do you ahead think ahead. is happening uh,
1: next week? We'll talk about Julio's landing spot. Um, so uh, one <laughs> one headline I saw was potentially the Seahawks, which is interesting. Um, after they got, I think Adam Gase is now there, the OC, right? Um, so that would be interesting. Yeah, if, and see if. Uh, getting Russ more pieces will appease him because I know they didn't do a ton as far as the offensive line which is one of the other things that he wanted to really figure out um, I would say the biggest thing the that biggest he wanted thing. them
0: to figure out um,
1: but he also needs to know when to get rid of the ball sooner so he can avoid some of those big hits uh, he's been great yeah. at it early in his career he's been less great at it uh, not recent. all sacks land on the offensive not line all, all right you got four about three to four seconds to get rid of the ball once you start improving, that's on you but uh I think I think he's moving. Let's say that. I know he's moving for sure. All right. He got blindsided by Shannon Sharp on Undisputed. And he he says basically out of there. I love Oh, see, I thought that was calibrated. I thought that was
0: very you thought that was calibrated? put together, yeah. executed. Um, yeah. I thought it was not calibrated. I thought
1: that calculated? was uh I don't think so. calculated. I don't thank think you. So. Um but no. Uh <clears throat> I gotta stop um god dang it. I hate doing that. I hate listening back and hearing. I'm in and sucking your teeth, man. I hate hearing it back on the show. So um he's not going to the Cowboys, which makes me happy. Uh landing spots potentially. I think he could end up in Washington. Uh no, no 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 no. I forgot Ryan Fitzpatrick is the quarterback there. Uh Chicago. Chicago's potential landing spot. Um I think uh but I think they'd Justin Fields is just a younger version I think of they Cam. They want to get him out of the NFC because they don't want those problems seeing him again. So I don't know. I don't know. And the Seahawks seem like it, there's movement there. I, uh, the teams are talking. but And that would, yeah, yeah you get, get him, him the furthest away. All the way out of the, uh, time from zone. the division, but, from the conference, from everything. And the Patriots yeah. seem like a viable option. Um well, I also saw, I forgot about this, but I don't know how, if we don't think the fucking Patriots are going to work, I don't know. I saw people uh, clamoring for him to go to Pittsburgh. Like, what, another quarterback who do we don't yeah. think can throw five yards past the offensive line, like, he's a yeah. deep ball guy.
0: I said, uh, I said the conference, yeah, yeah, just yeah. the I division. Tried, I said the NFC, my, my mistake. But,
1: yeah, so. Um, Speaking of the AFC, speaking of AFC, I I was flailing for reasons I don't know. Uh, Don't know why I cared so much. I don't know why you cared so much. (laughs) But Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes I don't know why I said Patrick. Patrick Mahomes (laughs) said something that you alerted me to. Can you reiterate that?
0: Yeah, so Patrick Mahomes uh, was talking uh, with reporters, uh, asked about records, you know, him being obviously the best quarterback in the NFL, one of the highest paid, you know, long-term deal, all that kind of stuff. Patrick Mahomes is quoted as the saying, the uh, only record I care about is going 20-0 and as a team, end quote, which is, you know, the perfect quote. I only care about team records. I only care about the team, yada, yada, yada. My question I wanted to pose to you, which is why I originally put this in the quick hits, but um, do you think... The Chiefs as they're constructed with that high powered offense and um, opportunistic defense, do you think they could go 20 and 0? Um you know, barring any injuries or anything like that, just as they're constructed in the modern NFL, do you think a team could go undefeated?
1: I don't think a team could go undefeated. Um adding games to the I mean, we've talked about how adding games will only shorten the lifespan of a career. So the 17th game is it, it causes more randomness, more possibilities of injuries more possibilities of injury to key players so i can't see a team going 20 you know i mean it was hard to believe a team could go what was it 18 and zero? the patriots were trying to go yeah or 17 and zero. um so 19 and oh 19 was it 19 yeah, yeah i guess 19 and oh you're right uh so they went 18 and one very disappointing yep uh so uh, it's it's hard it was hard that season for them to do that i mean if you think about that last game they had against the giants the Giants almost beat them at the end of the regular season, and then they got another crack at it in the Super Bowl. Obviously, so I can't I can't see a team going twenty and zero. If there is a team that can go twenty and zero, I wouldn't put it past the Chiefs. They're one of the most prolific offenses we've ever seen. Um, their defense is not as prolific as their offense, but their defense is good, and they added some pieces to make that offense better and that defense slightly better. But I can't see a team going just marching through the NFL. NFL. People have too much pride. People have too much pride.
0: Well, and I agree with you on that. Plus, there's just too many variables. I've talked about it in a walk-off before. Three plays can change the entire outcome of a game. So, you know, Patrick throws a pick six. I
1: love this episode where Brendan keeps referring to past walk-offs. Uh,
0: Patrick <laughs> throws a pick six or, there, you know, the Edwards-Hilaire fumbles. Something can happen. I just think there's too many variables for a team to go perfect all the way through the season. So, I agree with you, Joe.
1: All right. Well, Good thing that we agree. You'd be surprised how quick and quick Maimon hits. Quick hits. All right, quick quick hits. hits. Uh, Let me go through a couple games real quick. Uh, WNBA folks, it's going on. It's amazing. It's very fun. Last night I watched uh, the Sparks versus the Chicago Sky. Sky were up for most of the game. Courtney Vanderslew was on a tear. She ended up with 28 points on 11 of 18 shooting. She could not miss. Uh, They could not stop her driving to the basket. But. The Sparks finally won a game on the road, uh, picking that game up in OT, and that was a barn burn watch. Uh, also, my Atlanta dream went to New York, and I don't know if you know, Brandon, but Atlanta runs New York right now. The Hawks run New York and the Dream run New York. OT shot game winner by Courtney Williams. Called game. She had a double-double, 31-12. Double, and 12. Shout out to it. Uh, so, yeah, very good, exciting basketball on that front. Boom. That was quick. Bang. Bang. Brennan. Yes. There's been a lot of golf exhibitions uh, over the last couple of years, and there is another one gearing up. Gearing up. Gearing up. Brady, Mickelson, dun-dun-dun-dun, Rogers, and DeChambeau, the scientists. So we got- uh, I love how they put two of the-
0: um well, I mean, Brady aside, but like everyone loves Mickelson. Most people like enjoy Brady.
1: And then um, the two people that yeah, everyone they, uh, else hates
0: Rogers and Duchamp. Yeah. they put on the same team.
1: I was to say the two, uh, the two I don't want to say villains. Yeah, I'll uh, say villains. Uh, or or villains. Heels. Rogers isn't <laughs> a villain. Um, <laughs> the two guys who are more personality, like they're out there with their personalities. Yeah, because like Brady's very guarded. Uh, but yeah, the uh, the two uh, the two heels for uh, to use a wrestling term in Rogers and DeChambeau, uh are paired together, which is hysterical. I think the old guys wiped the floor with them. You know what would have made this you no know would made this uh, uh, match Tiger a little Woods. better? No, 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 no. They can't even walk yet. Um, no, but I'm saying if he was healthy. Okay. But no, 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 no. Follow, follow me here. Track, track with me here. I'm tracking Rogers DeChambeau. Brady Brooks Kepka. Oh. oh my gosh. <laughs> and you know what? Brian Gutekunst is the caddy for Brady and Kepka. Boom. Woo. Boom. And Bill Belichick is Somebody the caddy signed this man for Rodgers and Deshambles. TNT, give me a call, Somebody please. sign <laughs> this man to a TV deal. Oh my gosh. Yeah,
0: I think Mickelson and Brady take it. Well, one, I think Brady's too competitive to lose, like think, in a sick, like Michael Jordan sort of way.
1: Are you Do basking? I, yeah, I think Brady's ax- a better are golfer are you, are you than Rogers. After- oh, okay, Brady aside, oh. are you basking in the afterglow that Phil Mickelson at fifty winning one yes. major, that he's he now again yes. top three players in the world. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau is going to drive the ball farther than his age. Yeah, but Bryson...
0: Well, that's not hard.
1: I can drive the ball 50 yards, but... Uh, I know. <laughs> yeah, I I'm know. just trying to say he's old.
0: Bryson DeChambeau old. <sighs> um, maybe collapses under pressure sometimes.
1: Yeah, there's no real pressure here.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I want to... Nostalgic me wants to go with Mickelson and Brady. Jesus underdog Jesus. me wants to go with Mickelson and Brady. Underdo-
1: How are they the underdog now? You,
0: what you just said. Mickelson's 50. Brady's not known for his Golf, even though I love it, but
1: I mean, he had that. He had that, uh, that whole that great, uh, wasn't a hole in one, but that chipping for Eagle or whatever, like yeah, a couple, uh, a couple months ago, I guess, like a month, a year ago, actually.
0: I think it, I what to be honest with you, I think it'll be a bad day for Rogers and D. Well, This Saturday
1: was a Saturday or was it Sunday? Saturday, oh, you didn't get what this I was Saturday doing. Saturday was a bad day for Fulham.
0: Oh, you did get what I was doing there. All right, cool. How did you think I didn't get it? I, I don't know, because you said Saturday, and I was like, wait, what happened I, on I couldn't remember
1: which day it was. Uh, because, yes, it was Saturday, because there was the Champions League final, which best team in Europe, best teams, they are in the tournament, the Champions tournament, and at the end, you have the Champions final. So, the Champions final was all English. Manchester City. It was all English. Uh, Champions final. Man City versus Chelsea. Now... And then it was also the same day as the richest game in soccer. It is the playoff final of the champions. This is very confusing. Of the Champions League, which is the underdivision of the Premier League. So, and that was between Brentford and I don't even remember the other team because it's not important. But the reason who won the Champions League was it was it Man City or was it Chelsea? I'll get to it. Okay. I'm doing a long tease.
0: I remember watching the ceremony, and it was a lot of blue, but I couldn't remember.
1: here just to set up. Aren't they why both blue? This was a bad day for Fulham. All right. So, all right, all right, all right. Fulham is here we located go. in Southwest London. Chelsea is also located in Southwest London, and Brentford that answers that is also located in Southwest London. These people do not like each other. They are not fans of one another. There is no camaraderie here. They all have their own Do they stadium. all have their yeah. own stadium yeah. in yeah. the same park? That's what's great about fucking club soccer. I know, but every, not it's not that fucking big neighborhood soccer, man. That's the thing. You can walk to the bar and walk to the fucking yeah. pitch. Um so Brentford won, and now they're going up to the Premier League. So they got to celebrate that in Southwest London. And Chelsea beat Man City, which is just just confusing after the season Chelsea had. Not that great a season. Man City won the Premier League. But Chelsea has won the Champions League. And this week Fulham was sent down back to the Champions League. So Relegation homes and teams around us are celebrating. It's like, Brendan, it's like say 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 the Dolphins and the Jet ja- and the Dolphins. And the Bucks made the playoffs, and the Jags don't. Yeah, I get it, man. Sucks. It's like, how can we let our neighbors do that much better? Again, Tony, I ask. I ask again, Tony. Do less. <laughs> do less. That's all I say. Do less. Let, let the soccer people handle the soccer. The football people handle the football. Boom, we'll come back next year. You know and they will. They always do. Go Plus, do we AEW. got that sounder
0: in the beginning. You don't want to have to re-edit the entire
1: intro. I don't want to re-edit it. And it will just be a, a memory on a great day with Joe Brown. Painful was reminder. In Wembley Stadium. And he hit two goals to take us back up to the Premier League.
0: Oh, I take them back to the Premier League.
1: Such a glorious day. I'll never forget it. Anyways. This is such a dork. (laughs) (laughs) Time for the walk-off.
0: Moving on. Welcome to the big leagues. Two-run walk-off homer
1: for Conqueror. You can smile. That's okay. Joe Bryan in Wembley Stadium with the 23 on his back, man. It was such a glorious evening. Uh, Walk-off. So it's customary that the host of the episode goes last. So I will shut up and let Brennan go first. Shut up. Joe Bryan, so so beloved.
0: All right. My walk-off is called Too Far. Who far working in the service industry and in nicer restaurants. I've had the privilege of waiting on some famous people, be they current or former star athletes, stars from television and film, to all the way to musicians. I've been extremely fortunate and grateful for having the opportunity to interact with an array of quote unquote celebrities. And working for these celebrities, I take pride in being able to read them and how chummy I can really get with them. I sometimes overstep the boundaries in the slightest way by thinking we are quote unquote friends versus me just being their server. It has always been harmless and not overly embarrassing. I have been told by friends and family members that waiting on some of these people can create opportunities and open doors for me. Things like talking to Tony Khan about my history as a state champion weightlifter, trying to parlay that into a position on the strength and conditioning staff, or giving some of the AEW guys a personal friend's resume who happens to be super into professional wrestling, or even trying to get in good with Kevin Hart or Joe Rogan because I too am a comedian. All of that sounds way over the line to me, and maybe that is why I'm so good at my job. I have never thought to do any of those crazy things suggested. I know the high-profile guests I have are just people, people who want to have a nice dinner without being accosted or bothered. I totally get that. So yes, I might drop a line about the podcast or interject in a conversation about sports, but that's all. This brings me to the main point of my walk-off. I recently heard about Trevor Lawrence going out to eat at a local spot here in Jacksonville. Everything went great from the account that I received until the end. Apparently, his server dropped his mixtape for Trevor Lawrence. Now, this seems like one of those moments we would all cringe at. I am also in, quote, show business. So I understand the impulse to get your stuff out there by any means necessary, especially to such a high profile guest. But come on, man. To me, that just ensures that Trevor will never go back to that restaurant. I have misread the situation on occasion with my celebrity guests, but never that poorly. That is just going way too far.
1: By any chance, the restaurant that he did there was... Did did somebody you worked, somebody you know there work there? Yeah, so somebody
0: um, I work with. Uh, it's very incestuous the way restaurant industry works. So a few people that I work with are very close friends with some people at this other restaurant. So they all went out drinking one night after work. And I guess the people from this other restaurant were telling all of my coworkers what happened. And it was gruesome. And I was really sad last week, obviously. So I wanted to uh, get a little lighter this week. And when they told me that story, I was
1: like, found my walk off. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Yeah. You. You. You have your uh, walk off up. So you didn't see my reaction. But no. Boy. I. I. I sank into my seat. Yeah. Oh, it was. I felt horrible. when yeah. you Said that. <laughs> All right, Brennan, Now shut up. Shut up. Shut up. My walk off is titled "Entitlement." As a fan, you pay your ticket to an NBA game, and on the back of it, it will read this. NBA fans have a right to expect an environment where A. Players respect and appreciate each and every fan. B. Guests will be treated in a consistent, professional, and courteous manner by all arena and team personnel. C. Guests will enjoy the basketball experience free from disruptive behavior, including foul and abusive language and obscene gestures. Then a couple of other innocuous things. Then it reads... F. Guests will not engage in fighting, throwing objects, or attempting to enter the court, and those who engage in any of these actions will be immediately ejected. Now, the starting point is the players respecting the fans. I think this should be vice versa, because the players are at work doing their job. We've seen them play without fans. They can do their jobs with or without the fan variable. The first week of the NBA playoffs, we've seen an unbelievable amount of indefensible behavior for the NBA, for the M- for the fans of from the fans of the NBA. Popcorn was dumped on Russell Westbrook as he limped to the locker room with an injury. Trey Young was spat on in the mecca of MSG, and John Morant's parents were verbally accosted in Utah by three people who were then kicked out of the stadium in the arena. And lastly, a water bottle was thrown at Kyrie Irving as he walked off the court with his team. These are examples of behavior, behaviors unbecoming of patrons, and it's not new. Antonio Davis' wife was accosted by a fan in 2006. In 2019, two fans called Isaiah Thomas out of his name. And in 2004, a fan threw a beer at Ron Artest. <laughs> Differences... Antonio Davis and Isaiah Thomas went to the stands and confronted these people. And we all know what happened at the palace of Auburn Hills. Kyrie on the way to Boston called out NBA fans for wait. Kyrie on the way to Boston called out fans for, and tried to get ahead of what he called subtle racism. He directed this to Boston fans, but I think it applies to every fan of every team. There's a disconnect between the players on the court being black and the fans in the stands disproportionately being white. There's a lack of respect, a growing resentment, and an entitlement. These fans who walk through the turnstiles think the players owe them something. The players owe you to do their job, and that is it. Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh during
0: it. It's just <laughs> run our test. No, oh, come on, come on. I, I, yeah, I put the Ron test, test made sure. <laughs> no, I, I completely agree with you i think there is a um almost a uh i paid money to come and see you now dance dance for me uh, yes. and i see
1: i mean as Kyrie and uh sorry as Kyrie and durant said in their pressers yesterday uh the fans kind of treated like the zoo yeah. and we're animals that they're coming to see. And that's not what it and is. And I
0: see it. um, I see it all the time. Uh, obviously not from a, a racial standpoint, but I just see it uh, doing stand-up. People pay for a ticket. Then they think they can heckle and call out and stuff. And I'm very Ron Artest in my approach to that. It's very much yeah. like you really want to ride this train. Like you see me yeah. on stage,
1: you hear what I'm talking about. Do you really want to do this? The ticket does not allow you to be a part of the experience. It yeah, allows and, uh, you to watch the experience.
0: And I, I, um, yeah. And it's just shitty that it, it. And I get it, man. I've been spit on when I fucking played in the swamp, man. Those Gator fans are not fun. And I can't imagine being a, a black athlete surrounded by majority white fans, and then having that happen on top of it. That's got to be. I, oh, I, I don't know. Yeah, that's no. got to be upsetting. Uh... To say the least,
1: obviously these pins are despicable. They are not a representative sample of everybody, but
0: they obviously yeah. stand. they fucking out
1: assholes, man. When <laughs>
0: I wish. I wish, and I have a bit about this, but it's true. I wish we could go back to trial by combat. <laughs> I fucking I wish to let if some Russ fan threw the popcorn stand. on Russell Westbrook when Russ, say, Russ would yeah, around, Russ would be
1: like, bring your, right like now, "Bring your ass down it's here a, um, fans, right now! Bring your ass down here, fans!" And I don't want to hear any of this, uh, to, to go on a little longer. I don't want to hear any of this nonsense about people have been cooped up for a year. They're just uh, you're a human being. Have no, fuck fucking you? human decency, all right? Yeah. Jesus Christ. You you think after a year, you'd know not to spit on anybody. The year we just had. And if you're thinking about it from a purely just objective standpoint,
0: you're paying a mere penance to watch some of the greatest human beings on the face of the planet do some of the most miraculous athletic things. You're paying maybe a few hundred dollars. If you're like going to the garden to watch something, you could never see in real life. You should treat it with the respect it deserves. Like there's no person sitting in that stand, unless it's a former athlete that could do the things that these guys do on the court. And for you to be like, no, didn't like it. I spit on it. It's disgusting. (laughs) Like, yeah. I just people uh people don't value what they're watching anymore. I wish Russell Westbrook they would let just clear out the court, put a fence up <laughs> around the fucking center court, and come on in. Jeez. Come on. Let's let's do this. Settle this like men. You got you got something to say? Come yeah. on. Come
1: on down here. Let, let's talk this yeah.
0: out. Say it with your chest. Yeah. But yeah. All
1: right. All right. That's enough of us trying to be up the fans. Let's let's go to our press conference.
2: And we'll bring you the press conference in its, its entirety. It's
1: Brennan, where can
0: we find you? So I also am a comedian. You can find all of my stuff, BrennanTComedy.com, BrennanTComedy on all social media. Check out my other podcast. Brennan Tassif is your ex-drinking buddy. Huge guest this past week. Courtney Olson, very good friend of mine. Um, Next week, I've got uh, my graphic designer, uh, crazy touring musician, comic, just a uh, uh, jack of all trades. Billy Myers, the third. Then Mike Carano will be on the week after that. Huge announcements. Got the merch store fully operational. Bro. Got ex-drinking buddy merch on the store. BrennanTComedy.com slash merch store. And I know I've been announcing this forever, but the farewell to Florida tour is officially on starting June 8th. Tuesday, St. Augustine, Florida. I will be touring all around Florida for my final run of shows. I've already added three more dates since I put up the flyer. Check it out. Brennan T. Comedy on all social media. You can find the flyer Where is there. that first
1: show in St. Augustine? Uh, Paper Route Clothing
0: Company, uh, 225 King Street, uh, St. Augustine, Florida. Eight o'clock is doors. Nine o'clock is the show. Sean Finerty will be headlining, and um, I'll be going up right before him. So that's going to be a fantastic show. Again, Brennan T. Comedy on all social media. Check it out, Joe. A
1: hard start at 9 p.m., all right? Yes, you listen to the episode with Courtney. At 9 p.m. Got
0: a little debaucherous last week (laughs) or
1: last month because they waited and people were pretty wasted by the end. All right. Well, you can check me out on all social medias at Joe Dorville. You can check out this show's social media at Cheering Press. You can check out my website, joedorville.com, my hip hop albums, TV and TV Season 2 by Joe, No, oh no, E. I'm getting better at this. You can check out a new low.co to get all the other podcasts that I'm a part of because I'm the greatest person to walk this earth. Um, and you better not throw popcorn at me because I will find you. Um, Brendan, I got one thing I want to say. Uh m- well, me and this guy who's been away for a while want to say uh we're exiting the month of May. So
2: Hey everybody, happy June.
1: Andrew Luck would like to say happy June to everybody out there listening. We are entering the next six months, the sixth month of the year
0: and Brennan get me out of here this is why we play the game hello hello huge shout out Trevor Lawrence taking that mixtape in stride baby